One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report Global World International News Headlines Update with Rebecca Dayunamuno. Massive Black Lives Matter protests across Australia have gone ahead after organisers cleverly rebranded the marches as a football game, forcing politicians to allow large crowds to gather. A spokesperson for the government said that protests caused the virus to spread rapidly, but large gatherings at sporting events were immune from transmission. China has warned its citizens to not travel to Australia because of rising racism here. But the tourism minister has dismissed China's concerns, saying that Australians are racist towards everyone. He said that Chinese people were not subjected to any special treatment and pointed out that if Australia wasn't racist towards Chinese people, it would actually be more racist in a way. The government's home builder grant is off to a good start, with one cash-strapped boomer announcing he will be spending the $25,000 subsidy on a conservatory for his conservatory. The retiree, who bought his first house at the age of 12 with the money from his paper round, said it was technically his third conservatory if you count the one on the side of the house, or his 14th if you include the ones in his investment properties. That's the latest Chaser Report headlines. Remember to subscribe to the Chaser Report podcast in your podcast app and check out chaser.com.au for all the latest news you can't trust. Now it's time for World International Global News Roundup with Charles, Andrew and Dom. Thanks, Beck. And now it's time for... International Global News World Roundup. Lots of essential news covered by us here on the Chaser Report. We do this t- two times a week along with the regular full episodes on Friday. Uh, Charles Firth and Andrew Hansen here with me, Dom Knight. And uh, let's head to Uttar Pradesh State in India, uh, guys, where a troop of monkeys attacked a medical official and stole several blood samples Um containing blood from COVID-19 patients. One of the monkeys was later seen chewing on one of the uh, samples, which is a delightful image, isn't it? Why do you think the monkeys, you know, basically uh, did some bush ranging and grabbed blood samples containing COVID? Well, my theory is that they've they've watched how, you know, people like President Trump have handled this whole COVID thing and they just think they could do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tend to agree. I think a monkey would do a better job than Donald Trump at handling this crisis. They're probably working on a vaccine right now. Just thinking of the movie Planet of the Apes, that seems like a better situation for humans than having Donald Trump as president, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's like I'm with you, Charles. I think it's like the, the the monkeys, you know, coming up with the complete works of Shakespeare idea, isn't it? I think I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, come September, we see a headline: first COVID vaccine trial successful conducted by monkeys. Well, I mean, it, 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 they're already testing it on monkeys just moments after they got hold of the first samples. Well, so, oh, no. it would, or are they enlisting humour? Are the monkeys testing it on people? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Well, they test it on humans yeah. first, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can imagine the cruelty. There'll, there'll, be, there'll be monkeys protesting in the streets, mm-hmm. I reckon. There's no more cruelty to people. No to more people, people yeah. testing. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> Do you think, though, that there's a chance that 
COVID-19 will jump species. We've got bat, pangolin, human, and now monkeys. Are we going to see see this happening next? Well, I hope so because, you know, it sort of serves them right for giving us monkey pox a few years ago. Remember that? Yeah, that was irritating. Yes. Wasn't it? And I think they, they gave us Ebola as well, didn't they? Look, I'm pretty sure mm. they're to blame for all sorts of things. Um, yes. Although on the upside, they did give us monkey magic, so I can't. I do forgive them. <laughs> I do forgive yeah. monkeys for that for all the entertainment that they provide. The worst thing that monkeys have ever done mm. is evolve into humans. I mean, that oh. was a terrible decision. Oh, dreadful <laughs> mistake! They must yeah. be regretting yeah, that now s- when they look around. They must probably try to pull the pin. Yeah. They're getting together with the dolphins and ganging up on us <laughs> to purge the planet of us. All right. Speaking of other threats to humanity, let's go. New Zealand now, where a robotic dog called Spot is being used to herd sheep. <laughs> Great name, isn't it? It's not. And it kind of makes my daughter's uh, children's book seem quite chilling. <laughs> it's made by, you know, that company Boston Dynamics oh, yeah. that makes all the terrifying running robots. So this is now, they're now making animal robots to uh, outcompete us <laughs> in evolution. So the advantage is that it goes over all kinds of difficult terrain. It goes forever. And the sheep supposedly are so stupid that they don't realise that it's not a dog. Um, so that can just herd them around as usual. Do you think it's fair to put um, our loyal, loving, trusty sheepdogs out of work like this? Oh, well, this is the problem all around. We're all getting replaced by automation. I think the um, the sheepdog union needs to get on on board this and and perhaps provide a scheme like a dog keeper um, to make <laughs> yeah. sure they're still gainfully paid, these poor dogs. This is a disgrace. And so you said it goes around all different terrains. You know what else goes yeah. around all different terrains? Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> How much does a dog robot cost? Like billion dollars? Like two billion dollars? Oh, but it's status symbol, Charles. It's a status symbol for the farmer. Uh, He's like, oh, yeah. You, yeah. oh, you've got your blue healer. Yeah. Oh, that's going to make for a really chilling bluey series, isn't it, coming up? But <laughs> it is true that when you see them, and there's all these extensive videos that they've made of the dogs, of the dog robots just jumping around on rocks and all that, you do think, well, dogs can do that. So there must be some other sinister plan going on here. Um, maybe this is the first dinner. A whole legion of robotic animals uh, running around the world. What else could they make? What what robot animals would you like to see um, coming out of Boston Dynamics? They're going to make them anyway, I'm sure. Well, look, I mean, I can see people having robot pet cats, mm-hmm. for instance. You could, you know, program it to have four different levels of aloofness, uh, <laughs> something like that. I think it could be quite good. Um, well, Ch- Charles, your, zoos? your son a- was going to have a snake. Maybe you could have a robotic snake in the house. That'd be that'd be reassuring. I think I think my wife would like that. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I'd like to see a robotic bearded dragon because oh, I think that they would be identical to um, to an actual bearded dragon when it switched yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there, sitting there. I mean, really. In fact, I'll I'll be the person to design that one because it'll be really easy to design. <laughs> now, there's one more aspect to this that uh, this company in New Zealand is very, very proud of in terms of uh, their robot dogs. Have a listen to this. Agriculture is a great use case for introducing robotics for all kinds of automation. Uh, and I guess we wanted to think about what we could do to bring a New Zealand flavour to that. Uh, and obviously, sheep's a good New Zealand flavour. Certainly every comedian thinks so. Um, a New Zealand flavour for robotics. What else could they have done to bring a New Zealand flavour into this? Oh, I see. Well, you could give the dog a voice. You could give the dog a voice. It could speak in, in Russell Crowe's voice as it rounds up the sheep. Uh, mm. I can imagine, come on, come on, sheep. 
Get into the paddock. <laughs> on my Get signal. Into that guy. <laughs> Unleash order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get, they could have programmed it to just. Chuck people out of pubs because that's my main interaction with New Zealanders. <laughs> a robot bouncer, that's pretty. What if they released yeah. a robotic competent prime minister to spread around the world? <laughs> well, like, we ah, need happen. No. Never happened. No, never happened. No. <clears throat> yeah, or if, or if they flooded Bondi Beach with thousands of these robot yeah. dogs. Yeah, ro- robotic doll bludgers. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, last time you mentioned doll bludgers, Charles, all kinds of good things happened. <laughs> Let's head to Griffith, where nothing dodgy has ever happened. Griffith in New South Wales. Uh, last year, a man near that uh, that reputable town uh, used Facebook to arrange a very special sexual fantasy. So this is pre-lockdown, okay? This is when we could have fun. He wanted two guys to break into his house, tie him up in his underwear, and, and I quote here, stroke him with a broom. Um <laughs> That's what he wanted to do, and he was he was willing to pay five thousand dollars if it was, and I and I quote again here, really good. Um, before we get into what happened, uh, what do you think of that concept? Is that is that floating your boat? Um, you know, uh, your your wife maybe the robotic snake, Charles. But is this is this what you've been dreaming for, uh? Dom? I can't help noticing a sort of judgmental tone in your voice. Mm. Mm. I I think you know I, I'm very sex positive in my household oh. and I think you know if if that's what gets you off then then that's fair enough yeah. I mean I've been brushed off by tons <laughs> of women in my time so maybe that's why you like the broom we should say this is a broom positive podcast here which thank you yep. thank you yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm going to question the hygiene of the whole thing. I mean, it sort of depends whether it's a new broom, yes. or the broom you've got that's got all those horrible clumps of dust bunnies all over it. Yeah. I mean, and also bits of broken glass. Like I always, yes, yeah, sweep up broken glass. Oh, terrible. Broom. And is he talking about a full size broom or just a dustpan? Oh, dustpan. I don't know. Right? I'm not entirely sure, but uh, what I can tell you is that it didn't work out the way it was supposed to. Because, um, <laughs> oh, there was one, one slight issue in the execution, which was that this guy who booked the service moved 50 kilometres away without telling the two men. So as it happened, they tied up someone completely different while brandishing oh. machetes. He hadn't asked for machetes. They just thought it would add a degree of frisson to the experience, I think. Sorry, Domi, there's a lot wrong with this story. I'm just trying to get my head. They, they came yeah. up, they agreed to do the broom thing, yeah. but they also brought machetes. They did, to, to add the sense of threat. The guy paid $5,000 and then forgot to tell them that he'd moved houses. Like, mm, I don't know that he paid them. Yeah. I think it was an incentive scheme. Um, ah, but, right, okay. So they turned up and uh, tied up something completely different and uh, only just realised when... Uh, it was clear, clear that he's had a different name. Um, but they went to trial, as one might imagine, and one of them um, was acquitted of entering a home armed with a weapon. Good decision. It was an honest mistake, the court found. Oh, I see. Well, because they were just trying to do their job. Yeah. Well, no, which they, they were. It, it wasn't I mean, an attack. It was, it was a consensual activity between adults. Yeah, and presumably the person who was attacked, like the mistaken victim, um, didn't know the safe word. 
did they? <laughs> because they weren't part of the whole thing. Oh, so I'd, yeah, I'd yeah, love really. to have been there. Obviously, in that, in that world, you can't just say, yeah. I'm not the yeah. person that booked yeah. this, you've made a mistake. No. It doesn't count. You've got to say, like, yeah, Lithuania yeah. or something. I'd love to have seen that scene of them working out that it was the wrong person. <laughs> I think that would have been very hard <laughs> because what would you do in that circumstance if you were the perpetrator? Go, oh, well, I'm. I'm terribly sorry. Well, I'll, I'll be going then. Like, <laughs> Look, I think of me as a trader who went to the wrong house or the right house um, to, too late. Um, I mean, they've already set one episode, one series of Underbelly in Griffith. Maybe this could be recreation for Channel 9. I mean, maybe the person who who was attacked also likes being brushed with a broom. Maybe, like, maybe it's a common thing in Griffith. Well, he might have discovered a new hobby. This is, this is it, Charles. Mm. I think you've I think you've hit the hit the nail or the broom on the on the head here because you know mm. it's a service. It's a good service. So presumably yes. the, the the people who broke into the house would have thought they were mm. doing him a wonderful favour, even if it was mm. the wrong person. Oh yes, know? the person probably said thank you. In yes, fact, the person exactly. probably said, "Look, I, I didn't order this, but." This is fantastic. This is the best day of yeah. my life. I don't normally get free things. This is like finding 50 bucks on the street. I've just had a wonderful couple of men break in with machetes. I didn't even ask for it. <laughs> it's a $5,000 value. It's like winning the lottery, basically. The, the broom sex lottery. Yeah, just with an ordinary household broom. They'll never look at it in the same way again. Yeah, I've um, also got a broom job at the same time. So my question, though, thinking about this in more detail, I mean, uh, do you believe it was an honest mistake by the uh, the broom aficionado who just happened to move away and f- while forgetting this service, or do you think it was a very elaborate and, and mean prank? Should the cops be chasing after Broom Boy mm. now? Mm. Oh, I see. Well, this is something you could pull on on the on the next people who move into your flat, isn't it? Yeah. Like every time you move. You could book this service as a cheeky, <laughs> cheeky little prank on the next tenant. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I, it seems too, like, it's too nice to be a prank, isn't it? It's too, you know, like you're really giving them something really nice by. <laughs> oh well, maybe that's the them. idea. Yeah, yeah, it could be like yeah. you know, leaving a cake yeah. or a lasagna for the next person or something. Yeah, exactly, leave <laughs> a couple of machete wielding broom six sex fiends. <laughs> That is it for this mini episode of The Chaser Report. But don't forget, uh, we put out two a week along with the main episode on Fridays. And uh, press remember to press subscribe too, please, uh, because that way we don't get fired. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.